Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Nothing much. What are you doing? I just had to run up to the grocery store for some for some sugar. Oh, for the old coffee, huh? Yep. All right. Nothing worse than waking up and realizing that you don't have sugar for your coffee. How's your cream? You got got a good cream stock? It's good enough. I, I'm pretty light on the cream nowadays. Still, still pretty heavy on the sugar, but light on the cream. Hmm. I used to be a heavy cream man, like myself. Yeah, yeah, I used to like that shit, white as white a salt bitch. Oh, yeah. I once had a, uh, a, uh, one of those, one of those bright neon vests that you wear, you know, if you're like a construction worker. Yeah. I had one when I was at Walmart when I was pushing carts and I wrote heavy cream on the back of that bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember the heavy cream vest. And some dude from Pekin came to work at our store, and he tried to take my jacket, and I was like, or my vest, and I was like, you got my vest. And he was like, these are everybody's vests. And I was like, no, that's my vest. And he was like, how do you know? And I was like, because it says heavy cream on the back. <laughs> About to throw down over the vest, huh? It, it gets like that at Walmart. I also, we used to take stuff from the store, and we'd... Uh, invoice it. I forget what they called it. Store store purchase? In-store use or something? Sure. I had a pair of work gloves and I wrote business across the knuckles. Holy shit. So, so I had my business work gloves and my heavy cream <laughs> my heavy cream vest and that's how we got down. I'd like to see some old some old fuck come in on a Sunday and fuck with you with the heavy cream and the business gloves. It ain't happening. Nope, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. So how's the uh, how's the student teaching going? <clears throat> Giving me sleep attacks, dude. I don't know if you caught in the text, but uh, basically from four thirty to seven, I was coming in and out of consciousness. Just had Levitar going on in the background, yapping my ear off, slipping in and out of a coma. Yeah, it, it's it's good though. Uh, Got observed this week, teaching a kindergarten lesson on Monday. That went well. 
Okay, so you still you're in grade school now, right? Or are you even lower? Yeah, I, I'm in grade school for the rest of it, which is four more weeks. And then that's it. Yeah, three of those weeks I'm taking over though. Right after Thanksgiving, I'm taking over till I'm done. Oh wow! Yeah, so that that'll be intense. How do you like the te- the the uh, grade school teacher better than the high school? When you get out of school, would you rather do this age or high school? Shit, I don't know, man. It, it all depends on the conditions. Yeah. A lot, a lot of ins and outs and what, what have yous. And what have yous. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of up in the air. I guess whatever's hiring, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Well, this is, what episode are we on here, Crook? Is this nine? Episode eight. God, I'm, I'm terrible at this. Episode eight? Yep. All right. So this is the eighth episode of the Boom DD Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. Give us a sub- Subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast. Give us a rating, a comment, a review. Anything would help us out. Yeah. If you like wrestling. And even if you don't. I met a, uh, a gentleman. I had a tasting tonight, and uh, I don't know how I worked it in. I turned to... Oh, I think he was telling me he was a radio host at one point in his life. And I said, uh, right now, me and my buddy are doing a wrestling podcast. And uh, nice. and he, uh, I told him I had a, an associate's degree in mass communication. I never really used it. And he was like... I told him about the wrestling podcast, and he was a huge uh, HBK fan. HBK Shawn Michaels? <laughs> yep, he started singing the song, and obviously he's been out of it for a while. I told him about Crown Jewel, and uh, I told him he was bald. He couldn't believe me, so I had to show him a picture. So that was a pretty interesting moment. That, that was an interesting moment for everyone when he came out bald, you know? Yeah, his fiance is just like sitting there staring at us, and I'm like taking five minutes to find a picture of bald HBK. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's too funny. So this episode, I think we'll do a uh, break. We'll do a, a quick a quick rundown of Crown Jewel, and then we'll move into uh, SmackDown and Raw or Raw and SmackDown. Um. I guess, I don't think I have anything else for you to top it off here. At the top of the show? Yeah, I don't know if I have any... Oh, did you see uh, Derrick Rose got another 30-point game? Against the Lakers? Yeah. I uh, I was catching parts of that game, and I saw Rose was in, and someone said he hit seven threes. 
got really screwed out of that last second shot, though. Oh, I didn't see that. So, um, I believe, well, first off, uh, the Lakers had the ball up one with, like, 30 seconds left. And did you know that Tyson Chandler is now a Laker, first off? I saw that, and I did not know that, and I had no idea that he was still in the league. Yeah, he was hiding down in Phoenix for the longest time. Hmm. Just posting up down there where no one could see him. Low post. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, now he's uh, over in over in LeBron. I mean, over in L.A. with LeBron, who, ironically, wasn't he on that Mavericks team that beat LeBron? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a little ironic. I mean, as far as I remember. LeBron's just taking a little bit of everyone who's beating him, you know? Yeah. Got JaVale McGee, got Rondo, Tyson Chandler. I'm almost 100% sure he was. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, yeah. J.J. Barea, Dirk, and Tyson Chandler on that Mavs team, I believe. So, was he recently acquired, or they've had him since the beginning of the season? No, I think it's real recent. Like, within the last couple of weeks. I was going to say, I did not see him. No, they, they would have they would have made a fuss about him if he, like, signed back when Rondo and McGee and uh, Lance Stevenson all came to. They would have had that to the clown show, but he's there. He's clowning. But uh, anyway, what I was, was going to say was, um, so LeBron decided to take a deep three for no fucking reason. Isolation three with about 20 seconds left. Tyson Chandler uh, gets a little legal box out on Carl Anthony Towns' soft ass. Probably could have been an offensive foul, loose ball foul, but they didn't call it, and he got his big arm up there to back tap it out. (laughs) So he got the last possession. Taj had to go foul him. They made one of two free throws. It wasn't LeBron. It was... uh, Probably Josh Hart or someone else. Kuzma. I want to say it's Kuzma. Kuzma. Kuzma made split a pair, <coughs> split pair of free throws. So then at the other end, for some reason, Jimmy G. Buckets is the one inbounding the ball. Found that to be odd if he's going to be their go-to guy. He gets into Towns. Uh, Rose is curling off the pick. And he gets to the top of the key right above the three-point line with uh, Tyson Chandler switched on him. And he already made seven threes. This wasn't a good-looking three, but it, like it was from the top of the key. He had some separation with the center on him, so I figured, what the hell, shoot the three. He shot the three, got hit on the wrist and the hand. Nothing was called. Three missed, and that's basically it. Rose was complaining, but no one else was hearing it. You're not going to get those calls anymore, D-Rose. I don't know if, no, you, I don't know if you ever got those calls. Maybe Only going to the rack, you'd get some calls. Yeah, maybe like a little bit. the MVP season, but after the ACL, it was, it was tough sled for him to get any calls, even when he was like going through the lane and shit. Well, in any event, D-Rose is on the, is on the come up. Yeah. And it's pretty sweet to watch. I love it, dude. I, I hope he keeps it up, man. 
Especially because the Bulls have been pretty pretty sour so far, so it's nice to see D Rose having some sure. big games. Oh, yep. and another thing I gotta we gotta uh, tease is we got um, Paper Brigade came in the mail. It's on VHS. Oh hell yeah! And I'm going to. I, I figure it's only right that we watch this on VHS. Yeah, yeah, you got to. So. But- we're Put going. in the rewinder, make sure it's rewound. Yeah, because you don't want to use the VHS rewind. It could break. Yeah. That's how they that. That's how they break. So <laughs> we're going so I'm gonna be going to Bork's uh our film correspondent, uh movie expert and Dairy King. <laughs> uh at more Bork on Instagram. Give him a follow. He's gonna be reviewing this bad boy. We're gonna go watch this tonight. Um, after this, after we record this, and then I will either sneak it into this one, or we'll do a little bonus podcast, a little bonus episode, maybe in the middle of the week or something. Ooh, that's quite the tease. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, we had a uh, recommendation from our uh, loyal listener that, we, you know, we mentioned something about heavyweights, and he said, but what about Paper Brigade? And I said, I'd never heard of it. And he said, that's a damn shame. So, we we got this. I couldn't find it on no streaming. We had to go old school. We're getting it on VHS. We're gonna use the external rewinder, and it's gonna be good. So we gotta we're gonna tease that. Hopefully, that might be in this episode, or it might be a little bonus. We don't know. Cool, dude. Either way, I look forward to it. But it's been a good. It's been an exciting night. Uh, excited to do this podcast. Excited to watch some movie. I got tomorrow off. That's awesome. So yeah, it's, things are good. So things are up, yep. it's on the up and up. Um, let's get into some wrestling, shall we? Yep. Crown Jewel. So Crown Jewel overall, uh, just terrible. Yeah. Just horrible. Good God. I don't know if it's overstating it, but it's one of the worst pay per views I've seen in a long time. Dude. Everything about like, it was weird. Yeah, we, we, you and I each had uh, our buddies over. You, you had uh, Wolf over, and I had Jay over. And Jay left halfway through. I mean, he was planning on leaving halfway through, but he didn't even get to see any good matches at all. No, he, he it, it was a struggle to make it through this thing. Yeah. Like you said, we had people over, made a little to-do out of it for Shawn Michaels coming back, which we'll get into later. Actually turned out to be probably the best thing of the night. Um, but it was just weird from the start. They they never really mentioned it. They put a they put a graphic on the screen that it was... So this was the pay-per-view that was in Saudi Arabia. What was the city called? Riyadh? Yeah, Riyadh. So this was the crown jewel in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, with all the controversy and... So they didn't really say they were there. They just, I, I if I remember right, all it was was a graphic, and it didn't even say Saudi Arabia. It just said Riyadh. Jesus, that's weird. Yeah, I don't think Cole announced it verbally. I just think he said we're at Crown Jewel, so that gives you an idea of uh, how this thing started off. Also, started with a tap to His Excellency. It did. Yep. So they did that. And I don't remember his name. Did you write that down? Oh, no. I, I could care less. Yeah. His his, his Excellency was honored in any yep. event. 
Uh, surprisingly, Renee Young was there, and she was yeah. she was dressed. Uh, I don't even know how you describe this. Dressed in a uh, Islamic State friendly manner, I guess. Yeah, she was. It was like a turtleneck. I mean, even most of her hands were covered. Yeah, she had little thumb holes for it, her sleeves. It was very uncomfortable for me. At least you could see her face. Huh? I mean, seriously. Oh, if they would have had her out there with just eye holes, I would have turned the fucking thing off. Yeah, yeah, that that probably be a call call it for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it was uncomfortable enough. Like, I don't even... I mean, it was cool that she was there, but was it? I mean, she probably should just not been there. The place is whack. Yeah. Whack. Yeah, she probably was treated like shit. Yeah, so... Just from the start, it was ugly, and then, you know... Vince McMahon, just been... He just trolls... Just been trolling us for years, and it continued. Because the after all this controversy... Who's the first motherfucker you see? <laughs> None other than Hulk, Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan comes out and he's your host of the night. Yeah. In a very ungracious host because we never saw him again. He was like the guy at the party that just let you through the door and then got drunk as hell and <laughs> fell asleep because yeah, we didn't see him at all. Out of the couch. And what did he even say? It was like the most scripted in-ring promo ever. Do you remember what he said? It was just like, oh, it was terrible. He just came out and did all his one-liners. Yeah, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> yeah, he just he gave you all of them, every single one of them. Yep. But I don't think I don't think we took our vitamins, did we? No, we didn't take our vitamins. But, but he, he did come out to that the American music. I am a real American. Which I found weird because we're in Saudi Arabia. Yep, he he gave us all the one line. He didn't rip his shirt. No, I don't think so. Did he? Oh, I have no clue, man. I was I was so shocked by the fact that he was there. I I wasn't, uh, you know, I was hardly paying attention. I was shocked. And uh, I was thinking the same thing. And our our buddy Jason, aka the Texas Tan Man of uh, BTW past. <laughs> Uh, pointed out that his sunglasses were way too small for his face. Tiny sunglasses. <laughs> you alright? Yeah. <laughs> his, they were like little kids, like, they were like little kids sunglasses, like his eyes were coming out of the bottom of them. It looked weird as shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it looked like it, they got those things out of a Happy Meal or some shit, man. Yeah, so the, it was just, I mean, I'm sure, like, this deal was worked out a long time ago or whatever, but Jesus Christ. Like, after all that, you just give us Hulk Hogan? Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's purely for pandering to the audience there. Oh, yeah. They're, like, stuck in 94 for some reason. Yeah. And you can well, really... They, they, you, they love the big names, but besides that... And you could really tell, like, well, the big names of yesteryear, because, like... It was odd, like the whole pay-per-view, I mean, you just had rich fucking kids in the front row just like on their phones, like playing games, and then like, like the crowd was dead the whole night until, uh, until the, uh, veterans match at the end. Yep. Like. Yeah, the crowd was so dead, man. The crowd was horrible. 
And the fact that this thing came after Evolution, like, it just, the whole thing blew my mind. Yeah, uh, Evolution was like the opposite of this. In every way. Like, good crowd, progressive, and then we go to Saudi Arabia and we get Hulk Hogan, and no women can perform. It was just terrible. Yep. That that's what you got for like four or five straight matches. Yeah. You got Rey Mysterio over Orton in a five minute match. You got the Miz over Hardy in a seven minute match. You got uh Rollins over Lashley in a five and a half minute match. And then the hot dog over Ziggler in a eight minute match. Yeah, they put the old guy in the longest match. Probably for the crowd's sake. Like you said, they, they're stuck in yesteryear in Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, did, did Angle get any pop? Or is he too American for him? No, I don't remember. Yeah, it, by that point, that was the fourth match of a bunch of five-minute snoozers, so the crowd wasn't feeling it. Yeah, that's our first four matches, and it was just whatever. Yeah. Like, literally whatever. And then, I mean, actually, I mean, the next match was uh, New Day versus The Bar um, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, The Bar retains, obviously. This is another, like, glorified house show, basically. Yeah, Big Show helped out a little bit. Got the asterisk by the name for uh, interference. And The Bar retains with help of interference. A little dirty. Nothing much there. This is only ten and a half minutes, so in a tag match, you really can't get people, you know, warmed up. No. And then they went on to the second second round matches. So it's Ray Ray Mysterio Jr. versus the Miz. The Miz wins via roll up. Then they had uh, the first good match of the night: Seth Rollins versus Dolph. Uh, Ziggler wins uh, by super kick with a uh, McIntyre interference, I believe, right? Uh, yes. And I, I should know that they gave, they gave him a little more time to work in this second round, classic King of the Ring style. Uh, Miz and Mysterio had 11 minutes, and Rollins and Ziggler, rightfully so, had 13 minutes. Could have given could have given them 20 minutes easily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, like, the next match was Samoa Joe versus AJ. That was another great match. Winner by a phenomenal forearm, AJ Styles. Could have gone longer. I I like Joe and Styles always. And, uh, yeah, it was good, but still too short. That's what I mean. Like, the matches that couldn't lose, they were fine. You know what I mean? Like, you can give me Seth versus Dolph and Samoa Joe versus AJ all day. Hey, you say the matches they couldn't lose, they didn't. But then we get to the next match, the Universal Title. You want to, you want to tell 
the audience about that match. Oh, Bork Laser? Yeah, Bork Laser and <laughs> big, big beefy Braun. Big brought brought dog Strowman. Yeah, the Meat Castle Braun Strowman. So it was Brock versus Braun. Uh, Brock comes out with Paul Heyman. And bef- I think before the bell rings, Baron Corbin hits Braun over the head with the Universal title. Is that how it started? Yeah, yeah that's before the bell. So then it was just a total setup. Ref rings the bell. And then Brock and then Bork Laser proceeds to hit Braun with like three straight F5s and then one F5 to the outside of the ring, which that looked pretty cool. Braun. Yeah, the F5 to the outside was badass. Yeah, he just threw that big motherfucker over there. Well, when Eric's saying three straight F5s, we're not talking about ten minutes in. We're talking right off the bat. Yeah, just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then I think after I think after the one to the outside, Braun finally got a ton of a tiny bit of offense in, right? Uh there was a little bit, like one kick. Was or, there? Or two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He got him in the corner on the turnbuckle for a little bit. Not on the turnbuckle, but in the corner for a little bit. But then Brock started fighting back. Yep, and then he hits him with one last F five, pins him. Uh, in the vacant, the va- so the vacant title that uh, Roman Reigns had to vacate goes back to Bork Laser. Yep. S- sets up the Bork Laser versus AJ Style match from last Survivor Series. Yep, we're back to rerun mode. Yep, a year later we got the same exact match. Think about that one, WWE fans. Yeah. This is what Survivor Series is. It's just a giant crutch every November where they have to fill this mold with the same type of bullshit every year. Yeah. They can't even get creative with it anymore. It's just Raw versus SmackDown. It's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, especially, yeah, like you said, these last few years, the same exact formula. All the titles, like, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. You're going to get the women's division versus each other. You're going to get U.S. versus... Um, Intercontinental title. You're going to get the tag teams versus each other. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that when we do our week breakdown. So yeah, Bork, Bork Laser won that one. Brock Lesnar, ironically, in three minutes and 16 seconds, as if he's stone cold. <laughs> nice. And then let's get some real controversy before the veterans match. Yep, next we had the um, the finals, correct? Yep, the World Cup King of the Ring Tournament Finals match. Yep, the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. If Miz loses, he's no longer employed by SmackDown. Indeed, and uh, somehow, was he, was he jumping from the apron or something before the match started? Or yeah. Was he attacked? He I'm was... trying to remember. I don't. Yeah, that part is a blur to me too. But I think he just falls off the apron and hurts his leg. You know, kayfabe, but hurts his leg. And uh, as soon as it happened, you knew you knew what was going to happen. Now Shane's already out there. You're like Jesus Christ. Shane McMahon's going to enter himself into this match. So the Miz is deemed unable to perform. So now it's Dolph versus Shane McMahon. 
for well, the Well, after, after, after Shane McMahon pulls a spoiled brat, like, no, no, it's not going down like that. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm Daddy's Fuck boy. You, I'm Vinnie Mac's boy. Yeah. God, so he takes his shirt off. He goes black wife beater. And now we got Shane McMahon versus Dolph Ziggler. And uh, Shane, this is a fast match, right? Like, how, how did you get a time on this one? Oh, yeah. It's the shortest match of the night thus far. Two minutes and 29 seconds. All I remember is Shane's terrible punches that he always does. And then he... Yeah, probably the worst punches in the business. Yep, his terrible punches. And then he sets up Dolph in the corner and does his coast-to-coast, which is... I mean, it still still looks cool. But we've seen it a thousand times. Hey, he's he's struggling to get to that corner now, so it's not looking as cool for me. Yeah, he's only got like a year left of that move. Yeah. It's really... Hits on the back nine for sure. He's teeing off on the 18th. Definitely on the 18th hole. Yep. So he hits the coast to coast, wins the World Cup tournament, and is the best in the world. Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon, best wrestler in the world. <laughs> After all, like seriously, weeks and weeks of build, like they had to have qualifying matches. They talked about this weeks. Then we wasted two hours of our lives. The first, you know, half of Crown Jewel was all about this tournament, and then Shane fucking McMahon. Wins it. Like, I would have been fine with either of these dudes. Like, we both picked Seth. He's not in it, but, like, who cares? Like, if The Miz is the best in the world, that's hilarious. Because he's going to talk about that forever. Yep. And if Dolph wins it, whatever. He's, like, really good. But Shane McMahon, like, obviously they're just going to use it as a vehicle for Survivor Series. But, like, still, like, you could have used either of these. Like, you could have gone a million ways, but you went with Shane. It's terrible. Yeah, dude. Not 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 a good not a good look at all. Like if you if you wanted to piss off the American fans who especially some some of them had to be watching live, like taking off a Friday to watch this shit live, you know. I'm sure, and to I'm go sure some the of them did. in such a shitty way and then just have Shane win in two and a half minutes and Yeah, it just it, it infuriates the wrestling fan base. Or at least in my opinion. Yep, Shane's the best in the world. Hulk Hogan's sunglasses are too small. And fuck Crown Jewel. (laughs) Terrible. So that's about all I got for the Crown Jewel. I don't think we should waste our breath anymore on that one. You don't want to get to the veterans match? Oh, shit. I just got so angry about Shane McMahon, I totally forgot. Yeah, the veterans match is one positive spot on the night, I believe. Yeah, we got to talk about the veterans match. Yeah, it was it was definitely the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, everybody looked pretty good. Uh, Triple H got injured hella bad, but I didn't see where, but you could tell. Did really? You, oh yeah, did you read about that? No. He had to have like sh- shoulder surgery like a couple days afterwards. He looked like fucked up on his Instagram page like it was the biggest bruise like his whole chest his whole arm it looked disgusting so I don't I don't know when it happened but like you could tell he was uh he was dogging it with the one arm and I think Corey made a comment because I was noticing it and Corey was like Triple H looks like he's working with one good arm and like 
so he noticed it, but I don't know where it happened, but yeah, he looked rough. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, th- this match was all over the place. Could have had like 20 different countouts, double countouts, but thankfully they didn't. Oh yeah, the, t- the tag team f- format was out the goddamn window. Yep. It was like a, what do they call them when there's no tag-ins in that? Tornado tag? Tornado tag. Yeah. It was basically a tornado tag match, but I liked it that way. Oh, yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, this is the one thing that the crowd actually was hyped for. Like, finally, instead of crickets and just uh, fucked up little kids of royal families on their cell phones, you had people fucking paying attention now. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like night and day. Like Yeah. Like, there was nothing. And then all of a sudden, everybody's walking around. It was like a party in there. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were celebrating like it's a damn soccer match. It was the oddest thing. Yeah, it's good overall. Uh, DX surprisingly took the cake again. Yeah. Trying to remember exactly how. Who, who, do you remember who was pinned or anything? I'm pretty sure uh, Taker was pinned. It was definitely a pedigree. Um, by Triple H for the win, but I think it was, I, or no, was it one of Kane's terrible pedigrees? Oh, yeah, yeah, Kane took a god-awful pedigree. Like, the match was fantastic. And then, at the very end, Kane Kane's old ass is dogging it. and He never could take a good pedigree, because he's too big to get stuffed into Triple H's crotch like that. Yeah. But this one was exceptionally bad. Triple H jumped. Kane didn't jump. Yeah. And some people just can't lay flat and get driven into the mat without their hands. Yeah. yeah but, I think Kane's one of those guys for sure. Oh, yeah. He always puts the knee up, which I understand. Like, I could imagine that would be very hard to do. Yeah. But some people just jump up and just take that thing like a champ. Nope. That's not Kane's style. Nope. So, yeah. they DX wins by pedigree. I think my, my highlight is... Uh, is HBK with his moonsault off the top rope to the outside. That was sweet. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was picture perfect, especially for a dude his age. Yeah. I thought like for that, that was somehow the nineties, man. Yeah. I was really hoping that like after this he would get like a he'd get a hankering for more wrestling and we get him versus a younger guy, but judging by uh stuff I've heard, uh, I'm pretty sure that was a one off. Oh, really? Man, yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, because he looked pretty good. Yeah. As far as the older guys go, which I can't remember how... I looked it up, but I don't remember how old he is, but he looked really good for his age. I think he's got to be in his 50s, right? Yeah, for me, 50s pretty much where you're never going to look the same. Yeah. As far as wrestling. Flair. Flair looked the same in his 50s. I mean, Flair always looked the same. True. I mean, it's incredible. You could find a picture of Flair when he was 10 years old and he'd look exactly the same. His, <laughs> his face would probably be covered in blood. Yep. <laughs> um, That's so true, man. He was born in... He's 53. Oh, HBK Shawn Michaels? Yeah. So that's about... That's about Undertaker, I believe. Oh, Undertaker's age? Yeah. Yeah, I think he actually might have a year or two on Taker, because I think Taker's 51. Nope, same thing. Taker's 53. Really? 
Yep, and then I don't, and then Kane's younger, I think. Oh yeah. Let's find the age of all these old dudes. And my guess would be that Kane is the youngest of any of them. All right, so Kane's fifty-one. So uh, H Triple H is probably the youngest then. He looks the youngest for sure. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I just I just remembered. Sorry, this is completely off topic. While you looked that up, um, Steph referred to Triple H as Paul at one point. I want to say maybe in the pre-show on SmackDown the week before, but I found it really weird. Like on screen or in one of those like like video vignettes of them like doing some kind of community service stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's a community service. That's probably why. Yeah, they'll do it during during that. They just totally break kayfabe. So they don't even go with Hunter at that point, even though like they're back in kayfabe, depending on what the community service is. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I just feel like whenever they go into that mode, anything goes. Yeah, it's just very weird that Jaren called Paul, so I found that odd. He is 49. Oh, so he's the youngest. Yep, Triple H is the youngest. I, I hope the uh, WWE marks are... Like smart enough to know exactly when his birthday is, and somehow like get him involved on his birthday. Like if people need to show up as signs or start a chant or whatever on that Raw or SmackDown, his fiftieth. Somehow 50th? give him shit for turning fifty. Get make this motherfucker feel like an old man because he yeah. is now. Oh yeah, fifty is that point in wrestling. Yep. Like you said, that that's where you're never gonna look the same again. Even though he, man, he he could push that envelope a little bit. I think. Yeah, he looks great still. If anyone could, I think it'd be Triple H for sure. Oh, besides Flair, obviously. Yeah, I mean Flair could, like I said, Flair could probably get in the ring right now and just look exactly the same. Yep. I mean, like in all re- and like being realistic, now he does look old. But it took a fucking damn... It took a long time. Yeah, I mean, his, his his daughter, not even his oldest kid, but his daughter is wrestling. And yeah. she's, like, in her prime, so... Yeah. You like, know. Like, I swear, from, like, 22... How old do you think Flair is right now? I want to say he's later 80s. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I just thought... I thought after that, uh... Near death scare. I thought I remember an headline saying that a headline saying that he's eighty eight, but no, that can't be right. Yeah, uh, he, I, I would say, I would say late seventies. Okay, so this is gonna surprise you. He's sixty nine. Nice, <laughs> nice, but he's <laughs> he, he lived a rough life, so I could see that. Yeah, but I swear to God, this motherfucker from twenty two to sixty four. Looked exactly the same. As things change, other things stay the same. 
like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes, there's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Like, you, you look at him when he's young and he looks the same as he did when he was, like, retiring at the Shawn Michaels match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was a big block of his life where he looked exactly the same. Yeah, every night. And it like absolutely <laughs> insane. Like, the entire time I watched wrestling as a kid, Ric Flair somehow <laughs> looked old and looked young throughout the entire time. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, like I said, like these, ever since, basically, ever since that that incident, now he does look old. Like he always looked old, but you know what I mean. Now he looks real old. Yeah. Oh yeah. But Ric Flair's still a man. Probably my, I don't know. Probably my all time favorite wrestler, him or Sting. Those are the two I grew up with. Those are my guys. But Flair's definitely grown on me more than anyone over the years. But I think I think Stone Cold's got to take that for me. Yeah. You know, it's so much, like, it's polar opposites of uh, Flair, you know, it's, he was so short-lived in the business. Yeah. Yeah, I've just always been a huge heel guy, and Ric Flair is, I mean, he's got to be the best heel of all time. Uh, Yeah, well, I don't know, him or Vince. Yeah. I mean, just like in a traditional wrestling way, like, how he just... I mean, any promotion he worked for, he was losing to the champion. You know what I mean? And somehow managed. Like, he has, like, what, what, like, what do they always say, 16? 16, t- t- 16 uh, time champion, yeah. Yeah, which is, like, debatable. They don't count a lot of his. But anyway, he has a ton of championships, but still, he always lost to the, you know, he was always the heel. Well, if you win it 16 times, you got to lose it 16 times. Yeah. So, anyway, that's about it for Crown Jewel for me. Yep. One and a half stars. Yep. A half stars completely for the main event. Yeah, if you're just, if you haven't watched it, just fast forward right to that. Seriously, you're not missing a damn thing. That's what I would do. So, this week we had uh, Raw opened up kind of funny to me. Made me giggle. Everybody was, uh, Raw opens up with Baron Corbin coming out. Everybody, all the, the locker rooms on the, uh, stage, like they like to do. And then there's like a line of security right in front of the ring and, uh, Corbin comes out. Walks through the WWE. He wasn't already out there. He walked out through the WWE. Yep. Found that weird. It was weird. And then he just starts... Running down what we got so far at Survivor Series. He's just Brock versus AJ, Ronda versus Becky. And then he announces he's going to be the captain of this of the Raw Survivor Series team, but will not participate. 
And then he announces the... It was just information overload. Just boom, boom, boom. And, and, yep. then, and then he announces that Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre are the first three members of the uh, Raw men's team. And then he just goes ahead and announces that uh, Alexa Bliss is the captain of the women's Raw Survivor Series team. Same thing. Yep, no, no reason. Nope. And she won't compete either, so she's like hurt, obviously, or something. I it, think they just don't want. I think they're just going for her personality. Well, yeah, it fits. But remember, she didn't wrestle at Evolution when she was supposed to. Yeah, that that is true. So something's up. Um. So yeah, she just says Alexa Bliss is gonna be, or he says Alexa Bliss is gonna be the captain. Um, Alexa announces Evolution, uh, a rematch from the match at Evolution, so she can watch closely and pick her team. So it'll be Natty Bailey and Sasha versus the Riot Squad again. Some reason it infuriates me that Alexa Bliss is assessing other wrestlers when she's. <laughs> Probably by a good about the worst re- women's wrestler in ring, besides the fact that she's disjointed. <laughs> you think she's the worst? She's one of the worst, in my I, opinion. Yeah, I think she's gotten better, but, I mean, she's definitely not better than any of those six. No, and I mean, <laughs> let, let's, not, let's not forget that Trish, <clears throat> Trish Stratus also learned to wrestle in this same manner. She came in as a... Uh, no, no offense to Tris, but she came in as a straight fucking valet. Yeah. She, she, she was with um, Test and Albert when she first came in. TNA. Yep, I remember fun. that. Oh, is, I get it. Is that heavy-handed enough for you, Attitude Era? Oh, I get it. <laughs> and then she switched to APA for a short reign, and then she just became literally Vince's bitch. Yep. So, like, she... she she learned the Dudley Frog and all of her moves that she does nowadays. Like, I mean, I know women's wrestling was uh, a complete circus back then. You know, they'd take like a full year they took off where you literally did not see the title for a full year. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess she was pioneering, but she learned to wrestle as well. So maybe they're hoping with the same thing with Alexa, like give her heavy valet shit and she'll get her feet underneath her eventually and then be a grizzled bet. Yeah. I mean, you're right. She's not like, she just called out those six women. I mean, I guess you could say she might be better than, well, I don't know, like Sarah Logan and Liv, Liv Morgan, maybe oh, yeah. debatable. Yeah. I'll, I'll give her i I'll give her one over them, especially Liv, but not Ruby. She's really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she announces that rematch so she can get a good look at everybody. And then, uh, Kurt, (laughs) the hot dog interrupts. Kurt Angle comes out, says he wants in on the Survivor Series match. And he, uh, challenges Corbin to a match. If he wins the match, he captains the team and he's in the match. And Corbin reluctantly accepts that. Here's my confusion and hatred for that whole first promo. Why, why, is Angle officially not in charge anymore? He's still on vacation. Really? But, like, he's working, so I don't I don't get that. But, yeah, no, they still say he's on vacation. Okay, because I didn't understand, like, why him as a GM has to come and fucking 
not grovel at Corbin's feet, but still has to, like, he could just be like, no, I'm in the Survivor Series, and I'm the captain. Fuck you. Yeah. No, technically, Corbin's still the acting GM. Which, on a side note, I, I, I like Corbin as the GM. I like a nice asshole to be the GM. I mean, he, his mic skills are getting a little better. I think he has I think he has a future in that. Like, I'll be fine when Angle comes back. But I think he could do something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's definitely got a nice corporate role to him. Yeah. So... Corbin accepts that. Alexa tries to start the six-woman tag again, but this time Braun interrupts, storms the ring. Braun uh, devours security. Yep. Just kills him. And then chases Corbin out of the ring and down the ramp. And this part really blew my mind. So Corbin gets through and runs into the back. And then Braun chases in pursuit. And the WWE superstars stop Braun Strowman. Uh... From from the camera angle I got, it was all heels. Oh, was it? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't like it either. The fact that the WWE's for some reason all in alliance against Corbin or against Braun for Corbin, but upon closer inspection, it looked like the people punching him. At least in the camera angle I saw, is all heels. It's like, I mean, it was obscure heels too. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I didn't notice that. I saw, like, Zack Ryder. He, like, caught my attention. But I, I don't know if he's a heel or not anymore. Like, I don't know where he's at right now. He hasn't been on the main show in forever. Nope. Which is... I like him, so that sucks. But, anyway. So, but, yeah, that would make sense, I guess. But, yeah, my first thought was, why Why are people trying to help Corbin? He's a jackass. Like, they should all hate Corbin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, this is... This is stupid and very clunky that you had everyone line up for 10 minutes so they could hear this bullshit. Um, the security thing, I guess is, I guess they did it because later on, you know, they keep telling that story with him beating up security, but I don't think they were really needed. Like, Braun could have came up and chased Baron out of the ring if they were there or not. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that so then, was, yeah, yeah, the six woman tag and uh, boy, what happened there? Oh yeah, so the sunglasses. Ice, uh, wore. Well, I, I don't want to. Uh, what, what's, what's the guy's? What's what's Natty's? I gotcha. Jim the Anvil Nineheart. Yeah. She uh wore his sunglasses out there to the match and like uh had dedicated the match to Jim Nyhart. And apparently the match just ended because somehow Ruby Riot got a hold of sunglasses in a very undramatic fashion, snapped him in half. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was like this and a part later in Raw were the highlight for me. I was like, when she held him up there and was about to do it, I'm like, yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> do it, yeah. I was so excited. Like, I love, I don't know, I've always liked heels and I just wanted to see her fucking smash him and stomp him. That's exactly what she did. And then... Natty and Sasha and Bailey just cried. It was it was it was wonderful. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I, I, I like why would you stop the match? You know. Oh, I don't. I have no idea why the match just ended, but <laughs> that's how they did it. Yep. No, no bell or nothing. <laughs> no. 
music. Nope. Oh, and then we had the next thing we had real quick was a title change. So we had Seth Rollins does his in-ring promo about Dean and uh, says he, he can't defend the titles. And Corbin says, yes, you will, and sends out AOP, which you immediately knew, like, okay. Because you knew he wasn't going to keep the tag titles. So when they sent out AOP, I was like, okay, so AOP's getting the titles, which I wasn't upset about. I always like those guys. I like them. I just hate how clunky um, they just put the titles on AOP for Survivor Series. Like, you know that's all it's for, and they're probably going to lose it before the Royal Rumble. You think? I think so, yeah. 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 I mean, I like AOP. Don't get me wrong. I wish they still had Paul Ellering, but I... I, I, I like their moveset. They, they are some Haas boys. Oh, yeah. They're, it was, it's a Haas fest when those boys are out there. Um, they did a good job of still making Rollins look strong. Like He didn't look weak at all. He get, um, held his own for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a straight handicap match, and he, he somehow was pulling through, and you thought for a split second that he might win it. I mean, us Marks probably didn't think that, but the kids sure as hell did, and the the announcers were making it seem that way, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so AOP wins the title. Dean emerges from the crowd with a microphone, says, you want to know why? You want to know why I did it? Or something, and then doesn't say anything else and hits Seth with the dirty deeds. Yeah, um, boom, DDT. It was a good one, too. Yeah. I, I love, I'm still loving this Dean heel turn. I'm all about it. Um... I liked Corey called Ambrose a jackal. Like a jackal picking the bones. Did he really? Yeah. Instead of calling him a vulture? <laughs> so I liked I like that. I like Ambrose as the jackal. Um After that they announced uh Seth versus Shinsuke. Or I don't know if that was the first announcement, but you know that's coming. <laughs> Seth, yeah, I completely forgot about that, but that'll happen. Yep, Seth versus Shinsuke, so Intercontinental versus U.S. Champion at uh, Survivor Series. Um, what else was yeah, what else was good on Raw? They're basically there's they're going back and forth all night with uh, Corbin. Just to sum this up, uh, Braun was chasing Corbin around the back all night. Corbin's basically hiding and surrounds himself with security, and Braun just keeps chasing him around. Yep. Um, you had another point you wanted to get to. I think I know what it is, but I'm going to let you find it. Oh, uh, yeah, there was a Ronda promo that wasn't that good. But I love the way it ended. Uh, yeah. Nia Jax comes in, says she's waiting. Basically waiting in line to get the title, you know. And then uh, we have Nia Jax versus Ember Moon. Nia wins by Samoa Drop. Uh, Ember, I need to see more Ember Moon. She's I like her a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're just missing her on Hulu for some reason. Because I, I, I feel like she's gotten those lower spots for a while. You know? Yeah. Um, so what I, this other part of Raw that I really liked... Tamina comes out after their match, um, just kind of walks down to the ring looking mean, um, gets in the ring, stands over Ember, so you don't know if she's going to fight Nia Jax or 
they're going to team up and fight Ember. Um, yeah, stare down. It's a classic stare down. Turns out to be Tamina joins forces with uh, Nia Jax, puts uh, Ember Moon in a Boston Crab, and Nia Jax just hits her with the repeat elbow drops. And uh, I just love that. Like, I love Tamina, but there's something about her, and I think having her be in a tag team scenario is perfect. She doesn't, like, she has, she's a little bit awkward when she comes out to the ring and stuff, you know, but she looks mean. And uh, I, I love Tamina and Nia together, and I think the women's tag division is coming. If it's coming, then it's going to be dominated. Like, yeah, I, I'm down for this. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know if they were going to go with the tag division route. I, I could see that now that you mention it, but I was just thinking, like, yeah, this is a better way for Tamina to get out there, show some personality, and then you're going to just pull a KO and Zane classic wrestling and break up the feud in a big in a big way. Yeah, big blowout. But I, I, I already thought of a tag team name for them, the Samoan Sisters. Ooh. Let's make it happen. <laughs> That's good. Make it happen, WWE. Yeah, I just feel like it's coming. They got they're 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 aligning so many of these women together, and like yeah, you got Naomi and Asuka, and even you like got the Riot Squad. Further back, like there's just been these little connections everybody's had for like the past year. Like you could tell they're playing the seeds. That's true. Yeah, ba- Bailey and Sasha. Yep. What Mandy and Sonya, which is like going through something right now, but that's still a thing. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting, man. Yeah, it definitely could be happening soon. Yep, so that Tamina and Naya and then the sunglasses with uh Riot Squad are probably my my, my tops were all. You gotta uh so we gotta yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you there because I didn't like Raw at all. Besides like Tamina and Naya, which is a very small spot. I was not a fan of this Raw. I gave it two stars. <laughs> two stars. And that's also that's also due to the main event. So, to set it up, the last time we see Corbin, he's hopping in his SUV, still being chased by Braun, and claims that he has an emergency appointment to go to, uh, and says in the match with him and Angle to determine if Angle's the Survivor Series captain, he will now be replaced by Drew McIntyre. So the main event is Kurt Angle versus Drew McIntyre. If Angle wins, he's the Survivor Series captain. If he loses, then so be it. In this fucking match, my God, that was a sad hot dog. Yeah, he just got dominated. I didn't get it. Near did I, and it was in a very sad way. We haven't even got to the fact that the crowd... So we're in England for both Raw and SmackDown. And I fucking hated the crowd all night long for Raw. Yeah. It was it was just as silent as Riyadh. Yeah, they were weird. Very weird crowd. I, I don't know if that's just British people being polite and not, like, getting rowdy as easily. But I, I know you got some rowdy, and I've seen you soccer games. Yeah, it might just be a different style. Like, if you watch Japan wrestling, their crowds are totally different. In Japan wrestling, you said? Yeah, like they're they're a lot quieter too, but that's just how they do it. So it could just be different culture. Yeah, they, like we see on SmackDown, they start to get up for the good matches, and they they'll applaud they they applaud in ring wrestling more than they get riled up by promos. I believe. Yeah, that could be true. 
But yeah, yeah the main I agree. event just uh, McIntyre dominates Angle. Yeah, he, he uses all his moves: angle slam, angle lock. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Angle Slam is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, because of his height, you know. Oh, yeah. So he wins by submission with the angle lock. Um, and it was super slow. Like, he, he moved slow, you know what I mean? Like, they really drew that match out. Yeah. Like, they, they could have ended it much faster. I don't know if they are just buying time or they really wanted to make Drew look strong or what. It's weird. I mean, Angle had a, had a spot there where you thought he might be able to get the comeback, and he got a, he, he holed up a bit, and he got an angle lock. And, but, uh, classic fashion, you Easiest way to get out of an angle lock is just to roll over and kick your legs. Yep. Works every fucking time. Yep. And that was it. Drew McIntyre dominated. Angle looked very... Like, Angle was crying during the match. Yeah, it was weird. And then uh, Corey was even hinting, like, I think we just saw Angle's last match. Better not be. No. You better not be giving him the Mick Foley route out here. No. I swear to God. I don't think so. Um, so to recap real quick, you got court, who we got, who we got in the men's raw men's. We just got drew Dolph Braun, right? I, I don't care yet. Raw, raw, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm almost positive and raw women's. We just, we don't have anybody. And, no. uh, um, apparently there's going to be a survivor series tag team elimination match and we don't have anybody from raw yet. No, they haven't really planned any seeds for that match yet. So, um, we got to get through... We, we went a little long on Crown Jewel and Raw. Yeah. So, we're going to try to get through SmackDown pretty quick here. Well, Even I like SmackDown better than Raw, but... Yep. Um, so, you want to try and plow through that first segment for me? Because that infuriated me. Well, the, the best part of it... So, Paige is in ring when they open SmackDown... Uh, Shane comes up, does his classic, what's up, Manchester? And nothing but booze. Yep. So that, for that reason, I like the crowd. Oh, the crowd was much better in SmackDown than it was Raw. That was part of the reason why it's much better, you know? Yeah. So, Shane gets booed pretty much the whole time. Um, AOP versus The Bar announced for Survivor Series, the... Raw t- Raw tag titles versus the SmackDown tag champions. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan announces the SmackDown men's team captain. Miz comes out and pleads his case. keeps keeps saying he's two thirds of the world's <laughs> the world's greatest, which I like that. Oh, I love it because he won two out of three matches. Um, so Miz comes out, pleads his case. Miz and Bryan announce his co captains of SmackDown Live. Uh, Survivor Series team. So, um, basically, you know, they're going to have a lot of... Con- they just do this for a lot of controversy between the two being co-captains. But these yep, two... Couple. 
Yep, the odd couple, but these two are participating in the match. So you got two out of your five already. Um, and then back immediately after backstage, Brian and uh, the Miz select Shane McMahon as the third member. So we already got three right off the top of the show. Best of the world. Yep. Which Shane like tried to, you know, be cool about that and say like, oh, no, I'm not the best in the world. Like, shut up, dude. You already ruined the pay per view. Um. After that, New Day versus Usos for the captain of the uh, SmackDown Survivor Series tag team match. Goes without saying, it's a fantastic match as always. Yeah, B- Big E was throwing that meat around. Woo. He, he was throwing meat, heavy meat, man. Yeah. He was hitting those ropes hard, and he was plowing through ropes. Jumping on. amazing. Yeah, flying to the outside. Like, nobody moves the meat like Big E. Nope. It's amazing. <laughs> um, how long was that match? Did, do, you, do you ever time these matches? I, I, I don't clock them for... Smackdown. Seemed like, like, seemed like, like a long one to me. It's probably about 10 minutes. But anyway, uh, Kofi does that. I was going to ask you this. You know that thing Kofi does where he jumps off the top rope and then falls backwards? Yeah. Do you know what that's called? No, and I don't know if it has a name. No, it does. I just I was pissed they didn't say it because I couldn't remember. Oh, uh, really? It has a name, but... I was, saying, I was thinking the same thing. Like, what's that shit called? It's just... He's, like, still standing. It's not a splash. He's still standing, like, straight up. Yeah, it looks crazy. More of a backwards clothesline than anything. But, um... That, that's an excellent match and the Usos win, which I was glad about. And then they select New Day as their first pick for the five-team man five team squad, which is to yeah. be expected. I mean, yeah. how can you? How the hell could you have a SmackDown Tag Team Survivors match without Usos and New Day? They run the show. For real. So, yeah, that's good. Um, let's see. And then you have another backstage scene with the odd couple. This time, uh, Daniel Bryan gets to make his pick. Yep. And he picks he picks your boy Ray Ray. Yep. Interesting spot for Ray, but you got to get him on the pay per view if he's going to be an active wrestler. You got to milk that shit. Yeah. Um. Then you had a a promo with uh, my gal Becky. Ooh. Came out and responded to Ronda. Uh, Ronda basically uh, had said that while you're in diapers, I was doing this and this and this. I wish Becky would have just come back with something like, while you're crying on talk shows, I was doing this, this, and this. Yeah. I mean... That would really hit home. I mean, she she murdered him. I mean, she murdered Ronda as far as the promo. I think so, but I'm a Becky Mark, so... No, it was way better. I mean, Ronda's just not there yet. Just hasn't been doing it long enough. True. But yeah, she killed it. She was, was like... I wasn't handpicked, but here I am. I wasn't supposed to be the main event, but here I am. Yeah, that angle was awesome. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be the talk of the industry, but here I am. And then she said, I don't care that you're the baddest bitch on the planet because you're going to be my bitch or something. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And I love that's how that, she... That's a bike drop. Yeah, I love how she calls herself the man. I mean, she killed it. Yeah, why are they saying the man instead of the woman? 
Uh, I, I was listening to something and like she was talking to Mick Foley and I don't know if she, if he said you're the man or she said I'm the man, but he like was like, oh yeah, that's, you got to run with that. So that's like her new tagline, but it sounds good. I like it. Yeah. I mean, she even has shirts that say I'm the man. Yeah. It's, you might gotta, have to get, I, I might have to give me one of those. Yeah. You got to step to the man, step to the champ. I like it. But yeah, then, then she makes an open challenge. Because she just feels in a fighting mood. Yep. And given we are still in Manchester, United Kingdom. So, who who comes out but Sanity? And then they introduce the debut of uh, Nikki Cross in the WWE. Yep. Nikki Cross, by the way, if you can't tell, when she hopped on the mic, is Scottish. Yep. We had a nice pop from the UK folk for that. Yep, surprised this one wasn't more of a squash. Nikki looked somewhat strong. They they got to give her a good debut match because she is a pretty damn good wrestler and she's got some she got some attitude to her. So I'm glad they let her show it off. Yep. Uh, but be- yeah, be- Becky won that some bitch. Yep, by disarmor, I believe. Yep. Um, after that, we had a backstage where Daniel picks Jeff Hardy and the Miz picks Samoa Joe. So the so basically they're gonna have a match between Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe. Winner is the final member of the men's team. Yeah, the next match is by third star, third of three stars on SmackDown. Yep, Ray Ray Mysterio Jr. versus uh, Cien Andrade. Yep. Yep, and that was a good match. Oh, it's very good, dude. Almas really helped in picking up Mysterio's pace. Yep, it is a straight WCW match, man. Yeah, that was it. That that was probably the uh, probably my favorite. That or Becky's promo, probably my favorite thing of the night. Yeah, for sure. Um. Ray Ray wins by dropping the dime, and then Randy Orton attacks Ray Mysterio after the match with an RKO and leaves. Yeah, uh, fuck Orton. Fuck Orton. Ray Mysterio, the fourth member of the SmackDown Live Men's Survivor Series team. Um, yeah. Paige introduces the uh, women's team real quick in, in dramatic fashion. I'll just go through it with you. Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka. Then they hit Charlotte with Flair's music. When Mandy Rose comes out, uh, questions all the picks, makes fun of all the women, and has some tensions rise with Sonya Deville. So I don't know if... Like, Charlotte's got to be in the match. She's a captain. Unless she sits it out as a captain like Alexa does. Yeah, that's my question. Like, Charlotte never comes out. Like, what's going on with Charlotte? I know, like, she was real depressed and bummed out last time we saw her so i guess they're playing on that angle but why why are we featuring mandy rose i'm a little confused yeah yeah it is interesting but don't have time to get into that shit the main event was uh hardy versus joe winner gets the final spot it was an all right match yeah it was quick And, and really it didn't seem like they were featuring Hardy or Joe. Like, you knew Joe was going to win. It, this was basically about Daniel Bryant and The Miz on commentary. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were arguing like schoolboys. Yep. Miz said something funny, but I can't remember what he said. Miz had a good one. 
he did have a good line in there. I remember it got me laughing. God damn it, what was it? Um, it was it something to do with his movie? Yeah, uh, Dana Bryan was saying something about, oh, maybe you go and try to make an Emmy. He's like, blah, 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 we'll get an Emmy. Blah, yeah. blah, like, just yeah. listen off his entire yeah. resume. He's like, I hope all those get an Emmy. Yeah, he said, uh, yeah, he said, uh, Ms. and Mrs. would get an Emmy and Marine Six or whatever would get an Oscar. It was just, <laughs> he was rattling off bullshit, but it was great. Like, I, I'm pretty sure they had Vincent in their ear telling him to calm it down because at multiple points they were like, all right, we have to calm it down. Oh, I'm sure. They, they were they were yelling at each other, man. They were seriously like two schoolboys getting in an argument. Oh, yeah, and the match had went wayside. Like, Phillips would step in every once in a while for a pin, but, like, we didn't talk about the match at all. No. But um, Joe wins by uh, the clutch. Uh, Joe taunts Brian outside the ring and Brian punches him. They get into the ring and Brian applies the yes lock. Miz breaks it up, tries to calm everybody down because they're all on a team, bro. And then uh, Shane McMahon comes in to restore order and Daniel gives him like an arm drag or something, I believe. Like yeah. A, like a judo toss like uh, Ronda does. And then... Yeah, uh, an arm drag. So basically, SmackDown Live men's team is in disarray. For sure. And they'll just play that angle for the next couple weeks. Yep, so to recap SmackDown's men's team, we have Shane, Daniel Bryant, The Miz, Samoa Joe, and Rey Mysterio (laughs) Jr. Um, Yeah, that's an alright lineup, classic. You know, it's Survivor Series, everything's classic. Yep, women's team's already announced. You already said them. All we know about this uh, tag team elimination tournament is, or elimination team is Usos and New Day. Yeah, and nothing on the Raw side yet. Nope, so I guess we figure that all out next week. Because I don't know when the date is, but it's coming up hella fast. Like, isn't next week the go-home shows? It, it very well could be because I want to. I want to say this is before Thanksgiving. No, that no, that would be next Sunday. So I, it's probably Thanksgiving weekend. Let me see. Oops. Yeah, because that's the last weekend in November. Is Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, no, November eighteenth. Oh, so before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so next week is the go homes. Jesus Christ, no wonder they were so clunky in presenting all the information. Yep, so next week we'll have our prediction shows. Did you hear the uh, imaging I made for the predictions? I didn't even get to the prediction part of the show last week. I I fell asleep to our uh, podcast put it on bedtime. Oh yeah, you'll have to check that out. Tell me what you think. All right. I say our whoopsie of the week was definitely Shane O'Mac being the best in the world. Yep. <laughs> I need to make imaging for whoopsie of the week for sure. Um, so we're at about we're about an hour or twelve minutes, so before we wrap this bad boy up, we're gonna have to get that thirty second bulls update. Hell yeah. Update. Bulls fans. The Bulls
Bills are right back on track for my prediction of 37-45. to uh, Last night, they, they lost last night. That's all right. Uh, Monday night, they had a thriller in the garden. Sounds yep. like wrestling. Yep. They, uh, well, I say it's a thriller, but neither team looked good at all. It was the sloppiest <laughs> game you ever did see. This son bitch went to double overtime. And in today's NBA, in double overtime, the score was only 116 to 115. Woo! Yeah. God, you can can damn near... It was a rough one. Yeah, you can damn near get that in a half nowadays. Yeah. Seriously. But yeah, the Bulls picked up a victory, squeaked one out, led by Levine, who uh, got a career high. 41 points. Wow. And they were just leaning on him every possession of overtime and double overtime. It was absurd. Wow. Carter so, Jr. had fouled out in, in regular time. They went to Lopez, who stepped up big. So it's a, it's a fun is a fun game. So where are we at with our record, Chicago Bulls record? We are at three and nine. Okay, and your original prediction thirty seven forty five. Yeah. So and I right. think once once the rest of the crew gets back, they'll go on a little win streak, kind of similar to what they did when Nico came back last year. I think you're in. Uh, I think you're right on track. Hell yeah, dude! Um, before we get out of here, we need to know where, where are we at on pay per view picks. How did, how did Crown Jewel affect oh. our? Okay, let's take let's take a peek. Okay, so after Crown Jewel, at Crown Jewel, we threw out, I just, I made an executive decision during the pay-per-view to throw out uh, the final match of the World Cup tournament yeah. due to bullshit. Yeah. Like, no one's going to have Shane win in that. No. So we threw that one out. Besides that, Eric, you ended up 7 for 11. Okay. I ended up 9 for 11. Okay. So that puts so, you up by 3. Yep, overall you are at 17 for 28, and I'm at 20 for 28. Damn. Of the three pay-per-views we've done thus far. Damn, your record's not looking too bad. No. Nope. We'll see how that goes through Survivor Series, though. You know, you can't guess the Survivor Series too easily. Nope. So next, so that'll be good. Next week will be another prediction show. So yep. we got another pay per view coming in hot to try to uh, ex- try to me try to pull ahead, or you try to extend your lead. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I think we need to get a third person in on the predictions every now and again. Yeah, guest prognosticator. That's right. We should. Maybe Wolf's been trying to get on. Maybe we'll call in Wolf next week. Hell yeah. Alright, dude. Well, let's put a bow on this fucker. Call it, call it good. And then, uh, since this one ran long, we're going to have to have that uh, Paper Brigade review be a bonus. Cool, man. I look forward to listening to that. Alright, well, I'm going to head over to Bork's after this. and knock that out. And we will talk to you in a week. Sounds good, brother. I'll see you next uh, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Cool. Night, night. All right, night, night. 
Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.